Hey, this week on the Nipur, uh, Shalanda and I visit the deep, far north shore. We visit Opadon Spirits along with Glunn's Family Winery. It's a fun episode where we discover and drink local. Hope you enjoy. All right, we're live, baby. Welcome back to the Neat Poor Podcast. Nick is here. And Shalanda's here. We're actually back with episode 63. All in your ear hole. Uh, Shalanda, this is the Uncle Nearest episode, and we're going to recap a few stops that we made this week. This is an old school drink local episode. There you have it. How do you feel about that? I feel good. Yeah, man, this is Uncle Nearest's juice um, for the first time ever. This is 1884. Uh, we let off this this podcast with 1884 when they were uh, sourcing. Uh, now, um, Master Blender uh, Victoria Edie is uh, on the bottle with her signature, and this is their own whiskey. You know, they came out with this, uh, with the I think it was the PR that talked about they're going to have a ride this year, mm-hmm. in addition to everything we saw previously. So that's your 1820 and um, your 1884, and uh, I'm missing a few others. But 1856. I, oh, thank you. 1856. Yeah. yeah. So I think from my understanding now, you know, because I think there may be some of, of the 1820 on the bar that Spike Chance copped at our local shopee. But from my understanding now, 1820 was, is only going to be available at the distillery. That makes sense. Uh, well, the, that's your boys at the distillery. That's, uh, that's Freddie Johnson, the uh, Hall of Famer, the uh, Bourbon Hall of Famer, Freddie Johnson uh, tour guide. Extraordinaire Buffalo Trace, the only black person in the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. If little no fact there. Okay. We're um, gonna make room for these black women making excellence, black girl magic. I tell you, man, we posted the uh the salt and pepper, the all girl band next to the Uncle Nearest 1884 on IG not long ago. And I thought it was fitting because um, you know, they're handling business. Their um their entire leadership team is all females. And when their brewmaster their brewmaster, their <laughs> their master distiller is nearest green. And I just think they they do a phenomenal job with retelling the story and then with this product, too. I mean, this product is is really nice. So it's a sipper. It's easy to find. Limits usually one, um, but it's delicious. And then it's like it's doing what bourbon's supposed to do, where it kind of is history that you can drink. Um, But then it also is something that can complement other things you're doing or you can just ride it solo. You know, you know, tasting this juice. I already have because I haven't done the cocktail of the week yet, but I do have one in mind and I'm just going to go ahead and name it as one page letter in commemoration of Aaliyah since I just got that vinyl. What are you doing? I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of four page letter on my, on my, um, on my playlist. Yeah. There's a nice, uh, there's a nice spice note in here, man. Mm-hmm. And it's got that, that nice aged oak flavor that I like, you know, mm-hmm. that aroma, that aroma that's just kind of welcoming and you know, it's got some age and it's got some, it tastes like a baked good. It tastes like a baked pie or something. Yeah. <sighs> Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, Shalanda and I, uh, hit the road this week, man. You know, Chicago, like my man Twister would say, Chicago ain't a city, it's a nation, you know? Shy nation. And um, we found ourselves 10 miles from the Wisconsin border in suburban Chicago uh, for my man Stevie's birthday. Um, so we hit up a winery and then we also hit up a distillery tasting room. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're in the deep north burbs, Lake County, Libations Trail. Where we found there's Round Lake, Round Lake, Round Lake Beach, Round Lake Heights. Was another one? I think that was it. Yeah, I think Yeah, it's a whole lot of, and then on top of that, it's a whole lot of lakes in that area. It's like Man, 40 different lakes. I'm looking on this, I'm like, Shalana, I'm not going to name all these lakes. There's like north of the city, 
There's like fucking 30 plus lakes. It's insane. Um, who knew? You know, but we traveled north for the people to find out what the hell is going on. So in the Lake County, so Chicago's Cook County and the county north of us is Lake. And there are like four wineries and four distilleries in Lake County. Mm -hmm. So um, our first stop this week on the Libations Trail was Glunn's Winery. Glunn's Family Winery. Thank you. Glunn's Family Winery. We didn't want to show up empty handed to this party. We stopped into the tasting room and we we sampled some wine, Shalanda. You yes, know. we did. It was actually pretty good. Because, you know, we fancy around this motherfucker, you mm-hmm. know? We so bougie. Um, also, I think, uh, pro tip for listening to the Neat Poor Podcast, go ahead and uh, speed it up to 1.5, right? And then that gives us that chipmunk soul, you know, kind of like that, uh, are you gonna be, like, you know, the Kanye slow jams, like that. Because yeah. it, it speeds it up. It sounds good, though. It sounds good. We sound good at 1.5, just so you know. And you can keep your, your whole day moving. Oh, but Glunn's Family Winery. So they um, they were sourcing from uh, Paso Robles. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, to my understanding, did you get the same understanding? They uh, they purchased a, they purchased a winery. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Glunn's Family is huge in Chicago because the oldest beer distributor in town is Glunn's. Yeah. So it's the same family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was listening to an episode of the Argus Brewery uh, episode on Chicago Beer Pass, mm-hmm. and they talked about how the founder of Glunz, Mr. Glunz, used to pick up beer on Front Street at where Argus was, mm-hmm. you know, right after Prohibition. And now the Glunz family's doing the same thing, you know, like 100 years later because they signed with Glunz again. So mm-hmm. it's like a really, really extended history here. Anyway, he had a ton of kids. Some of them got into the wine game. So that was our first stop. Um, Rosé all day. I like the Dante. The Dante one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, it was a, I'm it was a it red. And you know what? The funny part about it is, and they can tell you, I'm not really big on red wines because they're a little bit too dry for me, but this one was actually pretty damn good. Um, and then also, it was a Ziffendale, which, you know, oh, yeah. as, a, as a resident um, booze hound here, you know, when I was 14, I can remember pounding Lush. box wine, you know, at Natalie's house. With my homeboy Damon, because he was sweet on her, we were drinking all their box wine because they were gone for the weekend. And it was white Ziffendale. My assumption was that Ziffendales were always a lighter color. It's, yeah, right. It almost you know? kind of reminds you of like uh, like the box version is like the strawberry ones. Because my mom, she used to have parties and shit at her house and her friends would bring like the... Uh, the little cheap bottles of wine, and they were leaving behind. Of course, you know we would swig them because it tasted like juice to us. So yeah. So but when we found that the zip and it was actually quite darker, I was like, wow, didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to find some uh, some pictures here, but it was a dark Ziffendale, and then there was a uh, was there a Chardonnay? Uh, yeah, I want to say yeah. I think that's what the Dante was because the Dante wasn't the, the, the Ziffendale, which we have a bottle of it upstairs. We do. Yeah. Bought a bottle of the Dante. Shit. All right. See, you lunch. You don't even know what the, what the hell you have. Um, also, uh, the port wine. Mm. Uh, and then also, a um, and the port wine kind of tasted like mead. And, yeah. and then right next to the port wine was a... Um, fuck. I got to find a picture. I'm sorry. This, it, this is just, the names are escaping me. Oh, but the concentrated wines, which are like fortified wine with yeah. brandy. And uh, they had a couple options of port wine as well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Those think, were very dessert sweet fruit to me. So. Um, they kind of smell like uh, maple syrup over pancakes. And then they kind of remind you of mead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, our first stop was uh, Glenn's. was Glenn's Family Winery. Uh, we learned a lot. And then we drank a lot of cool bottles of wine. We learned about uh, the darker uh, cousin of the Ziffendale, too. So, that was pretty fun. Yeah. And then, um, you know, 
our, our second stop and really our main stop, I would say, is uh, Open On Spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Open On is a distillery in Wheeling, Illinois. Uh, I think they've been around, uh, shit, I think for like eight years. Yeah. And then they have a tasting room in Waukegan. Yeah. So Waukegan, uh, downtown Waukegan sits right off Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. So Genesee Theater's there. And um, like we said, it's like 10 miles from the border. So this is a true, uh, I think he called it a... Booze hall. Yeah, booze hall. Yeah, because you know. it it's a brewery that sits in the same capacity right next to it. Then you have food, like a barbecue spot. Yeah, right. so that's a rotating uh, dinner space, yeah. right? A rotating uh, food vendor, along with a brewery and a distillery. But it was pretty cool. I mean, they had couches, which you know is right up our jam. Yeah, so. big leather couches, uh, dim lights, uh, like that rustic steel motif everywhere. I mean, it was a hang. I didn't really feel like I was in a burb. Yeah. You know, usually... You know, we associate burbs with, all right, you know, you might find some gems, but for the most part, you're going to take an L when you go to the burbs. But, you know, there's some hidden gems out there. And I would definitely say this is right up there with shit. Just about anything I've had in the burbs, you know. So this was a good time. They do vodka. They do gin. Um, they do cocktails. They do they do bourbon. Yeah. So we had, uh, what do we have? Uh, we had a cocktail formerly known as Prince. Yeah. So we check out the socials. That's the purple drink that I was holding. That was actually pretty tasty. And then we had a couple of, we had a round of the straight up. What, which one did you get? Did you get the bourbon or the whiskey? We got both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a four year. <laughs> there's a four year bourbon. Four year bourbon that they use a Minnesota oak, um, and then they had a Solera bourbon. So they take it's a finished whiskey. So they take this French oak Solera that had port in it, mm-hmm. and then they finish it. They run it through there. It's constantly flowing through this, uh, I think it's a chain of 160 barrel French oak port wine cask. And they're kind of filtering it through that. So they take the four-year-old bourbon, they put it through the French oak, and then that's the finished product. Right? Um, Yeah. I just, they have 20 20 whiskeys on draft. So whiskey, rum, and agave cocktails. Uh, The cocktail formerly known as Prince is what Shalana was talking about. Um, That was nice. Came in a fancy stemware. And then um, we tried some of the source bourbon. You know, first of all, this place is great. And I was telling Shalanda maybe the next day that I'm like, we had to try these bourbons on their own. And they were fine, right? A a little hot, right? A little grainy. But they were fine, right? But I think I'm kind of in appreciation for cocktails that are, I'm sorry, for, for spirits that are made locally that play really well in cocktails. Even if you don't really want to drink them on their own, I still mm-hmm. I still find value in them, right? I'm start. I think I've unlocked that portion of the journey. You know, the beer. I mean, the whiskey journey. I think because even when you think about it, you start drinking. Most of us started off with cocktails, cocktails, and then after a while, you want to know what the actual spirit tastes like. That I know. I mean, I know that's the situation for me. I wasn't really into bourbon or whiskey i was drinking a lot of cocktails then eventually my palate evolved and i started drinking it you know with ice and then now here i am drinking them neat yeah so you know i think shalanda deserves some credit for this and i think you know some of the 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 black bourbon producers deserve credit for this and so does um you know i think the king of the, the king of the hill for these uh four year and under bourbons is probably uh evan williams Bob and Bond. Right. 
the white label. Oh man, that's always my jam. You know, I'm like it's cheap, it's good, and it, you know it's cheap and it's good by itself, but yeah. it's also amazing in cocktails. You know, we've run the gamut, right? We got a lot of cool shit on the on the bar. You know, you look at the IG. There's a ton of you know some of the some of the hardest shit to find in the country, right? But I, I'm telling you, man, there's something to be said about this two to four year category, and I think I'm starting to appreciate that. And I think this uh, this open on spirits uh, journey is kind of an extension of that for me, you know. Um, so so real quick, man, um, the Solera bourbon is uh, a bourbon finished in French oak and Oloroso cherry cask. That's a small batch, so that's uh, about 90 proof. They have a cash strength, uh, straight bourbon whiskey. They have a, a bottled and bond straight bourbon whiskey. And then they have, um, yeah, oh, they have a four grain as well. So we tried, uh, neat, we tried the four grain and we tried the, uh, the sherry. Yeah. And actually, um, if we weren't Chiefs case, we'd have probably left with a bottle of those. <laughs> right. But I think, you know, we were, a little, we were a little fucked up when we had them. And, you know, we enjoyed our cocktails so much. Mm-hmm. And we're drinking these bourbons and we're like, man, these bourbons are good too. So, yeah, I think that was a good hang. Um, anything else you remember about that trip to, uh, to Waukegan, to the Opadon? Not right offhand, because like you said, we were a little buzzed, you know, a little, a little twisted. But um, I just remember the cocktails being really good. Um, yeah, that's about it for me, bud. Yeah. Um, so, so cheers to them, man. Uh, you know, we're trying to drink local. And I tell you, man, if anybody listens to the show, we'd love to hear about, you know, spirit producers. Oh, one more thing about these folks, man. They, um, even though they're eight years old, they're in 14 states and Canada. And they said their top selling account for products is Georgia. Oh, wow. So I think um, that's interesting. The reason we came across them is because Kuma's, you know, legendary metal burger joint up here. I, I see their stuff in the Kuma's up in Lake Forest. And also because Mike at Delilah's, they did a barrel pick with them? Yeah, they did, um, I think, an anniversary pick. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go to the local shoppy and see a uh, 26-year scotch mm-hmm. for about $800 for Delilah's. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can also see an Opadon uh, pick for anniversary pick for Delilah's as well. So their name is in circles, you know. Yeah. So we were up that way. We're like, fuck it, we're going. Oh, but that's interesting. And what I was going to say was, man, if anybody's listening and they know some hidden gems in their neck of the woods, I'm kind of curious to know about them. Yeah. You know, just to understand what the landscape is locally outside of the big boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you know, hit us up and let us know, and you know, so we can grab a bottle and definitely discuss it. Because you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I finally broke Nick, you guys. I finally broke Nick. I had to let him know that there's other beauty in bourbon outside of the the whales that we're chasing all of the time. So yeah, I'd be down for uh, trading some of that stuff too. If you got something in your area that you think is cool, we'd be down for trading something that we think is cool here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that was that was a good takeaway from that from that trip too. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we got a little bit of news. Yeah, so um, um, so I came across the story of Ebony Major. She is a master blended blender for a Willet for Bullet. I'm not Willet. Bullet, Bullet. Okay, Bullet. Okay. Unfortunately, she finds herself in a situation where she has to sue them for racial discrimination. She's got to sue Bullet. Yeah. Yeah, um, this which is the eye where she's suing Diageo because you know it's the Diageo brand. Oh, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's Guinness and that's Captain Morgan's too. Diageo, yeah, she is award winning 
Um, actually, it was so funny because her blend of bullet was like the highest selling one. And if you go into like Black Urban Society, which is where I pulled the story from, they was like, man, I only bought this bottle because of her. And because it's like one of the best of oh. their offerings. I'm not big on bullet, but I will not. I will reserve my comment on that. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's not something I go out of my way to to go get. Yeah, so she was subject of uh, racial hostility, including pay discrepancies, demanding tra- treatment by coworkers, and then it says she took her concerns to her boss. Um, she said in an interview, and they were just indifferent. So now, unfortunately, she has to sue the brand because you know racial discrimination. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, shit is real out here. Um, especially uh, Drizzly ranks Bullet as their top selling bourbon. You know, the top selling bourbon wow. in the country is uh, is Evan Williams Black Label. You know, okay. top selling whiskey in the world is Jack Daniels, but the top selling bourbon on Drizzly is Bullet. Mm-hmm. I remember them pulling those numbers. Why though? And I'm not playing, but you know, it's accessible. It's got the Frontier whiskey on the front, so you got the whole embossed label. You know, it kind of feels like a throwback bottle, right? They kind of slap it on and inten- intentionally kind of tilt it to the side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got the the bottle. I think has a nice presentation to it. Um, the spirit inside, I mean, sure is is it is it bolder? Yeah, I mean, and it's right up some folks' alley. You know, you can mix it. Or it's like a you know something you can bring in. People think people think you're doing something, you know. So don't bring it up here though, because we're gonna side on you. Um, we're gonna be like, what the hell? You know, uh, it'll probably end up in cocktails. Shit, I mean, there's no more Jack Daniels on the bar, so I mean, this is acting like we won't drink the bullet and put it in something is kind of you know that's a bit that's a bit much, Yolanda. You're gonna it'll probably get drank. Let's keep it. Bar. No, I'm not. I'm gonna keep it 100. You know, I don't um, like bullet. Yeah, but that's unfortunate that that happened to this lady. So. Um, yeah, especially if she did a barrel pick with them. That's yeah. what it sounds like, right? Yeah, she, uh, she's a Marisa Blender, so yeah. Uh, she was she was killing it. She was winning awards for him, and then you turn around, you this is what you do? Who was she um, Who was she with? You know, like... What you mean, who was she with? She's oh, with. she worked for Diageo. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's not a collaborator. She works for no, Diageo. No, she works for them. Oh, yes. Yes. That's that's why that's why it's such like what the hell is going on? Oh, she's gotta sue their fucking ass for them to act right. That's what I'm saying. All you gotta do is act right and you won't get sued. But you know. Well you know, that's too much common sense for people. Not and not everybody understands that. Well, you know, sometimes um sometimes, you know, you gotta get the courts involved and they'll and let the courts decide mm-hmm. what's what. You know, I guess there's that. So um also in the news, Shalanda and I are going on the third annual uh black bourbon run. <laughs> Yeah, so. so we're coming, guys. I'm so excited. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to um, the entire crew, man. Uh, the Black and Brown Podcast, uh, OC Bottle Shop, uh, KOBBE, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a collaborate, collaborative event, you know. Uh, we know it. We know about it uh, from our man who's on, on the Twitters, you know. The Black, Black Bur- Bourbon Maverick. Black Bourbon Maverick. <laughs> shout out. He's always, he's always reposting uh, our shit, so. Yeah, man. And I, I'd really dig his channel, too, man. Um, so, great minds drink alike. Uh, this is a one, two, three, four day event. Um, you know, Hotel Distill is the host hotel. Um, and then they're going to break us into two groups. Um, we won't run through all the the stops, but it looks like everyone's going to um, Barstown and everyone's going to Jim Beam. And then after that, it splits. So you might go to Michter's and Jephthah's Creek. You might go to Buffalo Trace. Uh, you might go to Peerless. You might go to Four Roses. 
Um, but everyone's going to Heaven Hill. Everyone's going to Willet, and everyone's going to Bartstown. I I can't front. I'm excited about that Willet thing. Yeah. You know. Me too. Um. Uh, they got they got a. Uh, all those purple tops that you can drink there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to try not to blow my wad, but you know, all bets are off and you know, it'd be nice to get back down to Kentucky, man. So yeah, I'm glad they're putting this together. You know, it'll be, um, it'll be a chance to kind of hang out with folks that are like us, man. I think you would call us, um, there's a term for us, you know, these, these are, are those types of groups where you're like, um, you're citizen, you're a citizen podcaster. Right. Like you're not associated to a, uh, a a distillery and you're not associated to a distributor. You're kind of independent on your own. You do this separate from um, an entity that sells or makes spirits. You're a citizen podcaster, I think is what they call it. That's what they call influencer. <sighs> um, I don't like that word. So I said citizen podcaster. Content creator. Um, yeah, those words suck. OK. Um, but yeah. So I think. Uncle Nearest, man. Uh, it's pouring real nice. Uncle Nearest is doing what Uncle Nearest does. Yeah, I wish I would have had some of the old, you know, I mean, I understand it was source juice, but kind of wish I had some of the old just kind of just, you know, to compare it. But this new, this actual Uncle Nearest juice is good. It's definitely worth the buy. Yeah. I think the spice is bringing everything together. It, and um, that's really all I can say about it. Like, I really enjoy the nose and I really enjoy the the burst of um i don't know if it's i don't want to get into too many of the descriptors but you know those classic uh tennessee whiskey notes with a spice that uh, that's that just makes it all interesting and rounds things out very nicely so yeah oh feels good to do the show man i know because um, we were lazy on sunday shit i think that's it man do we got anything else i know that's it so where can i find you individually hey man i'm on twitter at nicosio and I'm on at, I'm at Afro Beer Chick on all the social medias, and you can find us collectively at The Nipur on all the social medias. And check out the website where we not only post a podcast, but also Nick does these follow-up stories on a weekly basis. So, and cocktails of the week. Yeah, man. Cocktails, feature post, um, sexy photos on the IG, and um, all those others, all that other fun stuff. Okay. So, so until the next time, you guys, peace out. Get on flat